All right, we're on. We are finishing up Parak Tshi, the ninth Parak, on page Kuf, Kuf Yud Zayin, then we'll do into the tenth Parak. Um, and we were talking about Tavlin Lietzer. So last week we were talking about the general idea. He started off, he didn't go so much into how uh, Torah is Tavlin Lietzer, but he said in principle Torah provides a Shmira and it, it's, uh, it guides your Das a certain way and it, it uh, protects one from the Yetzer. And he said, so if a person doesn't, doesn't find that it's working, one of the things that they have to do is they have to evaluate how they're learning. And therefore he broke up Torah into five or six general categories in Bekiyas, Halacha, Musar, Torah, Shibach, Sav, Tefillah, Musa we're going to talk about elsewhere, Tefillah we're going to talk about elsewhere, and he focused, we spoke last time a lot about Ian and Bekias and um, kind of Derech Halimud and uh, Derech Halimud and, uh, and, and learning Gemara, and now we're going to talk about Limud Halacha and Torah Shibuchsav and move on, spend more time kind of moving on, but Halacha is going to bleed into the next chapter, so I'm actually going to read the section on Torah Shibuchsav first and then go back to Halacha because Halacha is going to, going to transition in. So on Kuf Yud Ches, he said, Lima Torah which we, we kind of touched on, Yesh Lilmod Kol Yom Parsha Achas Parsha Shavua, a person should be learning every day. Now in terms of the Chiyuv of Shnai Mekar Targum, you'll see different shittas, it's better on Friday, it's better on Shabbos, Friday before Chatzos, Friday after Chatzos, however exactly it is, break it up every day. But he says, Ach Lokidei Latzeis Chovah Shnai Mekar Targum, I'm not talking about the, the Chiyuv, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, I'm not talking about Shnai Mekar Targum. Ela Be'iun Dafka, I'm talking about wrapping your mind around the parasha. I'm talking about getting into it. Because the Rush says in Arches Chaim, which they started doing over there by Musser, Limud Parshiyah Sechem Atzibor Shnai Mikra, Perish Rashizal, Siddhaktik Bo Kashir Tuchal. A person should look into it to the extent that he's able. In other words, as part of an avoda, besides the fact that it's something one should be doing. Avshir Rashi Lachayra Perish Parshot, Lemaven Hu Limud Hadaresh Diktuk Va'amel, and we spoke about this really in terms of Rashi on Gemara. Rashi's style of presenting is that Rashi considers all the problems. He understands what he's trying to accomplish, what's under the hood. And that and Rashi presents as a straightforward parish in a certain sense. And there's a lot in terms of which Midrashim he brings, why does he bring the Medrash, if he's coming to give Pshat. Uh, and in fact, one of the biggest things about Rashi is, right, what's bothering Rashi, trying to figure out why he went with a particular Medrash or why he went with a particular Pshat. So understanding really where Rashi is coming from is, is, a, uh, is, a, is a much deeper limud than just reading Rashi in a straightforward way, although Rashi is also written so that you can have a first grader to learn Chumash and Rashi. But Yesh La'ayin, Midei Pam, sometimes a person look in the Re'em, the Mizrahi, Oyagor Ariel, Rashi, Kedilam, but Al-Omek HaPshat Shalom, not saying all the time, but uh, you know, occasionally a person should dig a little deeper. One of the nice things about learning an aliyah a day or something like that is you will find that you always have something that you are learning. So there might be a day when you have very limited time and you can open up a chumash and just read through the words in English or whatever it is, know what that is. And then all of a sudden you'll have a little more time between Mincha and Marev and you'll talk and have a little bit more time and you'll be in the middle of something. You can look into that day's aliyah, pull something off the shelf. So you're not going to learn Ramban every day. You're not going to learn Sifzeh Chachamim every day, but you'll have something to learn. But it's important to be in the middle of something also. And he says a person should be learning, be in the middle of the parsha. There's a very nice set. I, don't know, I think I mentioned it last week called Eved Amelech, uh, Shmuel Haomenar. I think the the uh, 
But it, one of the things, I, I meant to bring a volume just to show you what it is, but it's very nice. After every parasha, or as part of his parish in every parasha, he brings almost like limud lemaiso hanhagas and mitzvahs, so to speak, not in terms of tariag mitzvahs, things that we learn in terms of how a person should live from the parasha. Very nice. They recently reprinted it. V'yaduim divrei ag- it's not even expensive, the set's like $60-something. The Tariag Mitzvahs, and we're going to be talking about this, are Klalim. Uprote Mitzvahs Yeshnam Blishir. And the, the Pratim are Blishir, and the Torah, Torah Shabbos Sav is written this way. If the Torah is just a mitzvah book, right, that's kind of what Rashi in the beginning of Chumash is saying. If the Torah is a mitzvah book, why don't we start with a Chodesh Hazel Achem? We spoke about that by Pesach, by Purim. But Pesach more. So he says, you'll see that the Torah is not a mitzvah book. The Hainu, you'll have complete parshas that don't have specific mitzvahs. The Torah is not coming to tell us nothing. It's not a storybook, right? So obviously there's a tremendous amount to be gained. And if you're looking at it only for the specific mitzvahs, then you're obviously missing something because you'll have complete parshas that aren't giving us mitzvahs. It must be that the whole Tyra, every parsha does in fact come to tell us certain things. Belimud Chumish Yesh Lamad al Mitzvah the Pratius Ha'elu Hazruois Bechol Parsha Parsha B'Tyra. A person should look at the Tyra with the lens of what is there, what's implanted in it, what is there for us to take out, for us to cultivate, and to, to tease out the meaning and to understand it. Not only to look at it through the lens of a drasha and a halacha. Yesh Lanu Lakachas L'Dugma Sefer Ari Yecheskel of Yikur of Yecheskel Levinstein Mimaran Tzadik Yisraelam of Yecheskel Levinstein. It's unbelievable. So, so he says, you look at the Sfarim that are going back to, to Drushas or Mamarim that were given by the Bali Musr, and one of the things that you'll find is that they lived the Parsha. While they were in the middle of speaking, they would always make connections and relate to something, to the Parsha as they broke it up, that they were learning that day. That should be your headspace. In other words, you, you should be in the middle, you be living that week's parsha. So if you need something to do, something to start your day after Shachris, even whatever it is, and sometimes he says you should spend a little more time on a Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, whatever it is, but a person should be living in that day's parsha. That, that will set the parameters of the day. That's where you are, and you see that people that were giving drushes, they would always make connections with the parsha because they lived it. In his vadim, person should learn a parak of nach. Haragil b'sifrei Musar yodeya, and if you look in sifrei Musar, you'll find how Rabbeinu Yona, Rabbeinu Chbarchkin, Rabbeinu Chal, Lundu mipsukim yisaidis kedom v'neflam b'avaydes Hashem, u'bedrochem nelekam anachem l'mdeinu nach. You'll find very often, and it's very hard. I mean, we've quoted a lot of times a pasuk in Yeshayahu. A lot of times, I look at uh, Rav, Sh- Rav Schwab when they quote like a pasuk on Yeshayahu. Rav Schwab writes on Yishayo, and uh, Rav Breuer they have on Yecheskel, and they're putting out some, some other stuff from him also. You'll see that they have, they just find ri- like it's rich. It's rich with meaning, really just in the context, in the psukim, in the musa that they were giving, not necessarily drushes. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're rich with meaning, and you see that the Bali Musr did it. 
Yeah, in other words, when you look back and you see how people learned Nach, they learned Nach with an eye towards not just learning this poetic stuff, they learned it very, very Lemaisa. So he's very, just very practical. He says, and if a person's able to learn Targum Yonison, Talmud Gadol Shurav Hillel Azokin, Zatana, Kimi Kamo Gilas, Beurim Haksuvim Shayim, Makubalim Eitzel Tanoyim, and besides for Perusha Manach, you can learn also the Medrash, you can see what Chazal did on Nach. One of the interesting things is you see that people could totally get lost in learning the Vim Rishainim. One of the things Rabbi Victor Miller certainly is very big on, but I have a, a sefer that was written by somebody, I forget his name, by Rabbi Skula. His brother wrote a sefer called something, Kadmainim, that he went through all of the stories where Tanakh seems to be harsh on some of the, uh, some of the, the personalities that come up in Tanakh, and he explains it, Kafi Chazal, but he says, Kvar Pasak Bezesha Baal Tanakh, HaTanakh Gadol Hagayin Rav Yosef Breuer, Zatzal, Rosh Yeshiva of Frankfurt. Only either young kids or Tamidah Chacham and because everybody in the middle is not going to know what to do with it. At least, uh, at least young kids who learn it will have some sort of a basis of understanding the flow of Nach, and Tamidah Chacham will know what to do with it. Everybody else in the middle can end up with misconceptions if they don't learn it properly. So he says that's Ma'od because they understand Pashib Shah and Tamidah Chacham Gedolim because they'll know what to do with it. Al Po Yesh Lamod of Betaira to nurture your thoughts in Tyra. The Hasmada in Tyra is not while you're learning. It's also a skill, by the way, to learn and to learn to not look up. I saw a Sefer actually, it was, I think I mentioned it once. It was actually, it's actually on Shmir Seinayim. It was to train a person not to be like looking all over the place. He said, like, for five minutes, you're in the middle of Shul, you're in the middle of Davin, and when somebody walks in, don't look up. A person should also train themselves towards Hasmada, towards not having to hear what did somebody say, towards being. But besides that, if you want, you want to have Hasmada, Tyra, besides for when you're learning, a person should train their mind. That's what their thought, people's thoughts are always gravitating towards something. It's politics, sports, what you have to do that day. If a person finds, find an area of Torah that's interesting also. A person, because this is already the end of the chapter, so this doesn't relate necessarily just to the Psukim. But he says, you're talking to somebody, talking about, talking about Torah, there's always something, you know, Rav Meir Shapiro says that anybody should be able to learn Daf Yaimi with anybody. You should be able to talk about that week's parasha with anybody, right? Some of the parashas are a little bit harder, but some of the parashas are, you know, people know, especially the ones, you know, the ones that you learn with your kids. I've learned with the kids, the stories, whatever it is. You can always find something that's interesting to talk about. It should be on your mind. The idea of living in a Torah headspace. And again, it's not like, well, that's so hard to cultivate because you're living in a headspace. There is something on your mind and you can nurture that. It might be work. It might be the brief you have to get out. It might be the things to do that day. It might be other anxiety. You can cultivate and you could train yourself to be, you know, in a certain headspace. We describe this in the Shar. We'll talk about it later. We can't pass by without talking about this idea that a person is supposed to live in a Torah headspace even when they're not learning specifically. V'yachraso, like charas, to, to inscribe, to carve out. Na'alibenu divrei taisvis in saita. Stam tamal chacham tairaso umnaso. Not that this is like a high level. A person who is a tamal chacham means that Torah is his business. That's what he does. That's what he lives. Right? It's like you ever talking to somebody, I'm sure you have, because this is what people do, that, oh, you must be a lawyer. Right? You talk to somebody, like, you'll be arguing with somebody a point, you'll say something, and like, you must be a lawyer. And you're like, no, I'm just a human being. I'm telling you that you're being a jerk, you know? <laughs> like, like, you know, because you're arguing. You say something, and they, like, 
they just they move you away. They're like, ah, you're argumentative. People, people, they assume that you're in a headspace. This is how you think. You'll, you'll analyze something. Oh, are you an actuary? You know. So if you want to be a tamar chacham, tayraso emnaso, this is your thought process. This is what drives you. These are the lines and how you think. You're a tamar chacham. It sounds oh not the reason that it sounds crazy about not going four amos without Torah is because we look at it as being uh, uh, you know crazy but th- the truth you know you know because we look at it as being a high level the truth is is that if you're very into politics and you know you're in the middle of election or you're very into sports and you're in the middle of the playoffs or you're in the middle of like you know studying for the bar and I told you other than when I'm dealing with anything else specific this is kind of what my mind gravitates to I can't even walk down the block without my mind going back to the CPA exam I have to take it wouldn't sound crazy at all because that's kind of what you're in the middle of. So he says, this is what you're trying to cultivate. Okay, now halacha. We're going to go back to Gimel for a second and now we're going to spend some of our time here and we're going to flesh out some of these other the thoughts where we're going to spend a bunch of our time tonight. Limud halacha, limud zehu kabbalas ol shel chayim al pi halacha. A person is accepting a yoke of life al pi halacha v'zela atzmo hudavar gadol. This is a big thing. Milvad zais, besides for this, right, Pitzala? Good, I'm glad you agree. Milvad zais, misheino lomed halacha tadir umachadesh asidi asayba tamid. He's not learning halacha, erin talacha. Uh, being It's for sure that he's going to be nechshal. Now, this is worth seeing. If you've never seen it before, I will just read it to you some parts of it. The Mishnah Brura in his Hakdama to Chelek Gimel of Mishnah Brura. Okay, he's talking about Shabbos, but it applies as well to other things, but it, it goes well with his point. Mishbura says, Indian Shabbos is the Sherish Amuna Leda Shal Olam That's first of all. If you want to, uh, you know, uh, you know the, your basic thoughts in Shabbos, that uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world in six days, and the seventh day he rested and Bria Sa'ilam. But he says that a Ritzon, uh, he says, uh, a person is in the next world. There's a famous, people usually quote this on Lashon Hara, but he says it here too. too. Uh, he says that, that from the Ramach Mitzvah and the 365 Lavin, this is uh, uh, the way that our physical form is manifest. It, it really parallels how our spiritual uh, self is going to be manifest, and those parts become real through the mitzvahs that we did in this world, person is going to wake up and there's going to be something missing over there. What was it that a person was uh, was going to was It's going to be so much embarrassment. And he says there are certain things that are a pinky toe. And there are certain things that go that are kind of your head and your heart. So he says that there that, that uh, things are negative rish and alev, and these are the ikachias nefesh. And this says that Shabbos is the asayda muna and so forth. Um, but uh, what I wanted from here was this comment. And he says he says it's wonderful. We mentioned something similar last week. He says, he says a person ultimately has to 
learn Hilcha Shabbos and to Chazret. If a person doesn't learn halachas, it's wonderful to learn all of this forum about, about Shabbos. But those aren't going to help you because skipping a couple lines, and then he goes on and he gives examples about what an animal gets out. A person can mamish be over trapping and not knowing how to extinguish the fire and how to, how to set apart certain mixtures of different types of foods for later. And a person could be over isodoraisis just in everyday types of things. You know, washing off a stain on your shirt could be a dorice of malabi and using a microwave might be a drabanan. I mean, who not? if a person doesn't understand what they're doing, they're going to be, they're going to be over. So the Chavetz Chaim says this also. And the truth is, is that, you know, I mentioned this before also, there's, uh, its own challenge and chisarim to learn in kitzer types farm and things like that. But bottom line is, is that if you think about anything that we all know in our professions or in our day to day, in a relatively short period of time, we kind of get up to speed in what we need to know, no matter how technical it is. And if we don't know what it is, we know enough about it in terms of how to look it up. If you would take whether art school or Feldheim or anything like that, just as a starting point, and you would list the, the five or six books that you need to know, you know, Hilchas Shabbos, the relevant Hilchas of Kashrus, the relevant Hilchas of Nida, Brachas, Right, the uh, Yamtif, you know, all the Ribiet books, you know, you're talking probably about less than 1500 pages, and a lot of them are going to be footnotes. And you broke it up and you learned 10 pages a day. You're talking about uh, 1,500 pages boils down to 150 pages. It means you could probably go through 80% of the halachas that come up on a day-to-day -day basis twice in a year in 10 pages a day with 60, with 60 days of doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? If a person was focused on it, if a person was focused on it, think about how much you read in law school. If a person was focused on it, it's not beyond the, the scope of any of us to become familiar in a very basic way with all the halachas we need to know and then ultimately obviously take it to the next step. Certainly Arachayim, but he goes on and he says that people tend to do Arachayim, a Mishnah Brewer, and Chayadim, and it's very important. But there's mitzvahs chamuros admaod that come up all the time also. Hashavas Aveda, stealing, ribis, right? These types of things. Maisa b'chol yom, a guy has his son-in-law on his car lease but uses a credit card to pay for it, credit card points, and you, anything in the world comes up very big things. And he says, Ein litzamte mislim et halacha ta'orachayim bolvad, helchas rabos nitzrachas lamaisa kol yom nitzamaz b'chelik shlishi shalchoshen mishpat. And these are big things. Gezel, lechen, and again, Nowadays, there's nothing that's outside the realm of us. He's saying, and I'm not discounting at all. It's not. I, I don't have the shoulders to say, you know, learn an English kitzur sefer instead of Shulchan Aruch and Magen Avram. Or he says Choshen Mishpat with the Sma. But the bottom line is, is that the, the in principle, what he's saying is that it's not beyond us. We've discussed this before. It's not beyond us, and it's not this beyond the scope of what we should be doing. You stick a kitzur Shulchan Aruch in your in your talis bag, and you learn it for five minutes after davening. You'll go through the entire kitzur Shulchan Aruch. There's programs in a year and. Again, so Baruch Hashem, we're all young men, right? So uh, how long would it take until all of a sudden you really had your handle on 80-90% of the things that you needed to know or you knew where to look it up? And then, you know, a person could have more of a Seder and Halacha, but you learned Dafyomi. You learned Dafyomi, you're touching everything, right? That's the bottom line. I mean, we're Bavli, Shas Bavli Jews, right? You, you become familiar, you, I mean, you've been learning Dafyomi for a while. It's actually very gratifying. There's almost no concept that comes up that you haven't heard of. You might not know the answer, but right. it, there's nothing. If you learn, you learn, learn Yomi for a while, right? There's nothing that comes up that you that you that you're not. That's a foreign halacha concept, pretty much, 
right? It's, it's not beyond the scope of what's possible anymore. Certainly. So he says, uh, and, and in Baruch Hashem, we try to be B'nai Taira, so it's not even what's possible. If anybody could do it, we should do it. Why not? Don't forget this. Period. So this was going to uh, lead us into the, the, next, uh, the next chapter, which we're going to go to. We're probably not going to go as far as I want to, but that's okay. But just one level deeper as we go into the next thing, part of this, of course, I will, we'll quote some, some of the points from Moshe Shapiro later on, but part of this is coming from uh, Ravon Lopiansky, of course, is talking about it because I usually he's my go-to in terms of how I think. But but uh, any mistakes I make are coming from me. But anything good comes from him. But anyway, so one of the points he makes is that Torah Shabal Peh is Be'etzem. He's he not just talking about halacha specifically, but Torah Shabal Peh is basically the Lemaisa expression of Tanakh. In other words, so when we said that Tanakh is Klalim, so you know, the example could be you know you, you tell somebody that you're going to have a guest. You say that you should treat him in a Mechubedik way. What does Mechubedik mean? You should rest on Shabbos. What does rest on Shabbos mean? You know, these are the type of person should be his Kaddishtem V'yisam Kaddishim. What does that mean? So in all these things, some people want flowers, some people want the beds made, some people you should have a big people, a bunch of people to meet them or give a speech. So halacha is what incorporates how we understand things, not emotionally, but how we understand, how we relate to Torah as a reality in a lemaisidic way. That's Ba'etzim Tereshavel Peh. And then that we become partners. And he used an unbelievable example, which is worth quoting. He said, you know, there's two parts to how, how, let's say, a light shines. If, let's say, you're looking at a wall and the wall looks green or whatever it is. One is what color the light is that's shining on it. And the other thing is, is what color is the wall? If I shine a yellow light on blue wallpaper, or I shine it on white wallpaper or green wallpaper, the truth is is that the light itself will bounce off in a different way. So the way that you perceive something is, number one, the way it's coming from, and number two, what receives it, how it picks it up, right? So I mentioned before, when my kid's colorblind, right? So the, 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 how something is received, it becomes lemaisidic, not just in terms of how the light waves are shining on it, but it's also, it's also how it's picked up. So Tyra, in a certain sense, is abstract and we, we bring it into the world, but one of the things that we have to understand that we, when we relate to Tyro, we've, we've quoted before that uh, that uh, that that there's two types of laws, right? There's a type of law that's a rule, it's a school rule, it's a country rule, it's the way, it's the Hanhaga, and those rules are basically demands, they're mandates, they're dictates, they're things that you're supposed to follow, and if you don't follow them, you're a bad boy. But then there are certain things that are laws of nature. Laws of nature can't be broken. Right? That's, when you say the laws of nature, it's the same word, but it doesn't mean that that's something that is supposed to be followed. It means that that's built into reality. One of the, the ways that we, that we have to understand halacha, and that's really the aside of Nasev and Nishma. In other words, Nasev and Nishma doesn't, so how could you accept it? That's not that you're accepting it, you're recognizing that it's a reality. Now it's Vinishma, and then you come to appreciate it, you come to mold your mind in line with the MS. But this, the site of Nasev and Nishma is understanding that, you know, water can't freeze above 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, why can't it? Why can't I do whatever I want? Because you can't, do, it, it, that's just the way it is. If you understand that, now certain things are easier, you know, it's easier to understand this, let's say, by way of stealing. You know, theoretically, if I steal $100 and say I lose $100 someplace else, so then, you know, it's impossible to get ahead stealing. Some things are harder to understand exactly how that works, murder or whatever it is. But if we understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaMakom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the context in which everything somehow operates, there's nothing that can get around Ratzon Hashem. That just is the way that reality exists. So then when we, when we 
understand that we learn Torah and then we we, we transfer that into Torah Shabbat. We understand the Torah Shabbat and we understand the Halacha. We understand the Lamaisa. What we're doing is we're we're creating an understanding and living in a world where it becomes Lamaisadik. It becomes that that it applies to us, and therefore a person can't get around Halacha is not my thing. It's just the way I think. Learning Halacha is part of. Is part of is part of Limitaira, and it's just as important in in order to to learn it in a way that, uh, that that's understood. So he says on on page one nineteen, Tarak Asiri, Makam Hatara Bishir Kaimashal Adam, the Makam of a Taira in the stature of a person. The kavana of the Taira is ultimately to govern the Seichel and all of our human desires uh, and to control them. When we, uh, when we allow ourselves to be pulled by our physical attributes, that is the beginning of sin, right? The Sibas, we said that last time that when Chava said that it was, it, that it was toiv be'eneha, when, it, when all of a sudden she was the one who decided when, when we have that, uh, that guf that's ruling us, right? The Sibas called Gnos, and it's the beginning of all negativity, failure. Hadvarim katsarim makifim. This is a short, all-encompassing type of a statement. Hatorah seichel eloiki. The Torah is However, it was that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was mitzamtzim certain ideas into certain klalim. The infinity shebai is in the ian, is in the Torah shebal peh of it. But uh, the Torah is be'etzem seichel aleki and liman hatayr be'ian magber seichel shalano ba'ifin nifla. And every even a beginner is margish this. Well, and this is what we talked about last time in terms of in, in terms of training our mind, in terms of bringing our mind in, in line with the reality. And, you know, I, I mentioned before, like, my, I kind of like math, you know, when I was younger, because math makes sense. There's no opinions, right? In other words, there's no, there's no, I had a, uh, my last boss told me one time that she, you know, we were talking about how different people like different styles of writing. So she said that when she was in high school, she went to whatever high school, so she, when she was in high school, her teacher, like her, her senior teacher, just like totally like with, threw her work in the garbage. Like, said, okay, not everybody's good at everything. Or whatever it is, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go into writing. I'll do my best and finished. And she said she got to college and she had to take some beginner writing course. And the first day in class, they all had to do some sort of a sample essay. Okay, so then the teacher gives it back and they're gonna go over it. And she didn't get her paper back. She's going to raise her hand. She'll go at the end of class. Whatever. Of course, she's sitting there half paying attention. She doesn't have her paper back anyway. Tisha's about to go over it. And he says, you know, I graded, graded everybody's papers, but I held back one paper that I wanted to use for an example because it's kind of the work that I'm looking for. And sure enough, her paper sitting there like in the front of the class, right? The, you know, the, the, uh, the um, what do you call the... What do, you, what do you call the people that dig? Archaeology. Yeah, archaeology. Archaeology is not a science, right? In other words, they, they, it's a matter of how you put things together. But there's no real science behind behind certain things. When you have math, you're training your mind to understand that 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 three that that well, why is it that three plus three plus three plus three is twelve, and three times four also happens to be twelve? Because that's just it's just a matter of molding your mind until you understand that it's just different ways of looking at the same reality, and that that's what you're doing when you learn Torah. You don't really have a choice not to do it. 
I mean, you have a choice to not learn math, but then you just don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? You're not living in the world. Harechesh Bekiyas Rabba, a person who gets Bekiyas and ideas, they live in a broadened world. They're going to understand more, right? They're going to have Techla Reisi Kates, Rechava Mitzvah Chama Ait, okay? Quotes all the Psukim. Umagam Kishadun Loimir Amanas Lasais, Umisugia Gamaru Humagir Halacha Psukha Bishokhanarach, Ravenose Kalim, Kiaz Huroya at Lefana of Derachslul, Techailam Hamaisa. Because a person who learns, they mold their mind like this and they take it down, both in terms of, he said, he said it's a good thing to just cruise through, you know, cruise through, but to learn through the Shulchan Aruch with no Nosei Kalim, even after, just to ground the sugi that you're learning to bring it home, but also to learn Halacha Lamaisa, you're learning the principles of reality. You're training your mind how to, how to understand it. You're creating yourself as a human being that's going to live in the world. The Rambam says, You understand that there's a body of wisdom. Came to us through the Nevi'im, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person, right, certain things we can all understand. A person should not abuse children, right? Every person who has any sort of a yasher seichel, if, if a person doesn't understand that, then they understand that there's something terribly wrong. A person should be faithful, right, monogamous. Everybody understands that certain things should be long. So the Torah is principles of Ratz and Hashem. Certain things are not as clear to us as others. But he says that a person is going to understand that there's positive, there's positive ways, to, positive midas and positive deus, positive ways to think, and the alternative. And that's how a person becomes an Adam Shalem. Shia Adam Shalem, humi teva Adam Shah Shalem, Asher Ainlay Moinea, that there's nothing else that pushes him off. Shatikhya Nafshov Diskaim Bikim Hayadullah, Vizeo Ailam Haba. And a person should live it and be Makayamit. And we're gonna speak about this. Vizeo Shnemar Altiu Kasus Ferid Ain Hovin. Now here's Rishol Salam has an amazing take on this. He I don't quote the Rambam, but Bemesik Varesin Edia Livloim, Kemoshamonea, Behemos Minheshtalchus, Dovrim Bachutzkmo Amesik Varesin. He said, there's two reasons that a person does something. One is because of an external stimulus. A horse has some sort of a harness or something that pushes it in a certain direction. And then there are people that are motivated to do the right thing, or to, to, to do in a certain way. A person should not be doing the right thing ultimately because of an external stimulus. Right? We talked about planting and building. When a person's young, they don't have the maturity, they don't have the seichel, you have to train them. But if you put them so that you're only training them to respond to external stimuli, once those external stimuli are gone, then they're not going to be trained. That's not called chinuch. Chinuch is separating it out so that it will operate the way it's supposed to operate. It, or on the other hand, if you just let the kid do whatever he wants, then they'll become a wild man. You have to balance it out. The person should become internally motivated. motivated. That a person who is of a correct tzura, again, at the fringes, 
at the extremities, all of these things make sense to us. You know, some of the things we have to adapt our mind to understand, right? Famous story that Moshe Feinstein was like in a rush and he was going someplace and he, he you know, there was somebody davening Shmonesrei and they said, okay, you know, just walk mm-hmm. past you in a rush. And said, he said, he said, there's a wall. There's a halachic wall there. Wow. I can't walk past the person within Dalad Amis, yeah. right? A person that trains their tzura and Aishis until this is the world that they live in and they're not doing it because somebody is telling them whatever. Vihi tzareis, the tzura and Aishis is what should push a person. This is from the Rambam, and we're going to go kind of deviate twice more. One of them will give us something, hopefully, we'll have enough time, will give us a point to work on for Svirus Aimer and understand how this is actually the Zman that we are coming to work on it. So it'll give us a point on the 18th day to, uh, to think about. But first, In the Torah, there is strengthening the Seichel and being this is how a person trains his mind and they bring it into the Oilam The Torah, when a person learns and a person invests in it and a person trains themselves, then the Torah no longer is something that is an external framework that's forcing them and telling them to act, but this becomes the way that they think, right? This becomes from, from you. I don't know, making your kid brush their teeth before they go to sleep till the kid doesn't want to go to sleep before they, you know, they, it, it becomes, you know, there, there's one thing that a person does something wrong and they get a consequence and then there's another person that, you know, runs into a wall and gets a big patch. That, that just becomes, you, you start living in a world with a reality. If you stick your hand into a sake, you get burnt. It's not a punishment. It's a total direct consequence, right? So a person starts living in a tzura of a Torah reality. <speaking in Hebrew> So, Rabbi Zorosalanter in the 17th letter in Ari Yisrael, so he, he starts talking about this. He says that a man is ruled by his seichel and an animal is ruled by their nature, by their temperament, and there's really no getting out of it. Uh, and uh, interesting, I just mentioned to you, I don't know if I mentioned it the other day, but uh, I happen to be looking at it, so I'll quote it, uh, I'll quote it to you. Just in terms of das and seichel, the uh, Rav Nachman says that that is literally, in Likudim Aran, but he says, this is literally, this is literally what defines a person. He says, Alkin kolzman she'ein meir hadas, if a person is not manifesting das, and they don't understand that they're a chelik elukamimal, they don't understand these, this, so then they might look like a duck and talk like a duck, they're not a duck, they're not, you know, it's like, uh, they're not, they're not bechlal they don't have the das, lodas es Hashem, iker geder ha'adam, and he actually says that uh, that that a person has should be speaking with other people about this. But he goes on. He says, So a person physically is going to transition into the next state. Now the words that they told their friend, the svarim that they made, the ideas, the children. There's a wondrous letter, one time we'll, we'll go through it, in the first Chalik of Ali Shur, in a chapter called Mavis, that he brings, uh, I guess, a will, that Rabbi Yeruchim wrote to his kids to be read after death. But, but, but he says that, that and Lubavitch Rebbe actually has a different letter, uh, but uh, he says almost the same concept. He says, you know, we judge the, the realities as the physical realities because that's what we know. He, he says, no, the truth is, is that a person, a person in, their true, in, in their true self is be'emes eternal, 
Shaul, and he, he's talking, he's writing a letter to somebody who lost a, a loved one. But he's, Rav Nachman says this also. He says a person is going to move on. They still exist in this Dibur. They are still here. And he says, if a person has das, they continue to exist, and this is their uh, and, and this is their legacy, uh, and so forth. But but uh, but but he says the same thing over here. And there's a there's a pasuk in in, in the Taycha. It says that a person is chayser kol, and Chazal said that also their kol is das. If a person has das, then they can't acquire anything. But he says th- this idea that a person is his seichel as opposed to an animal, which is basically governed, they can't change their seichel, they can't change their ratzon, they can't cultivate who they are. So essentially, they are responsive to external stimuli. They're, they have uh, instinct, and they have their nature, and they just respond to things that are external. But as far as a person is concerned, we have das, and Rav Yisrael goes on to say that there's two types of ways that we do things. We're sur meirah, v'yase tov. Sur meirah, I mean, we have desires, but in principle is easier because we want to do the right thing. Right, so sur meira, in a even though they're both rots and Hashem, ase tov is where a person cultivates their rotzon to do the positive things. That's not what they want. Now you might ask, in certain ways, ase tov is easier. We we all know a lot of people that do a lot of bad stuff, but certain things they give a lot of stuck or whatever it is. So he says, listen, yulad. If you're doing the good stuff that just happens to be in line with your personality anyway, then you didn't do the avoda, the amelishabo of ase tov. But the sur meira ase tov. Sur is trying, assuming that you really want to do what's right anyway, you're not a Russia. So steering away from saying, I really know that it's something I shouldn't be doing. But to the extent that a person cultivates their Ratzon, where internally they transform into somebody who that's a much harder avoda, and he has a piece on it. And one of the amazing things he says, it's, it's unbelievable. He says, a lot of times a person doesn't even know what drives them. Take a person, for instance, that's making it up that's in Kailal for the first X amount of years, or they're in yeshiva, right? They've never been in the business world. So all of a sudden, he says that a person could be in situation A, and then they switch it to situation B, and all of a sudden, they become blindsided, right? All of a sudden, they're, they're in an office setting with opposite gender. All of a sudden, they're in an office setting where, you know, who knows, you know, who knows what's going on over there. And now they're like, you know, I thought I was so hushiv. How could it be that I have these challenges? He says, because there was never anything that kind of resonated with those challenges. You were in like a setting where nothing, none of those things about your personality were impacted. So all of a sudden, a person can never actually work on those aspects of themselves that need avoda. It doesn't mean that a person should put themselves in a place of challenge. But he says, it happens to people all the time that they don't make cheshbon and they don't learn Musr, and it can happen that a person could end up even getting a situation they're totally blindsided, and a person ends up could even do a virus and it could become habit by them. So, you know, what does the person do? So, first of all, you know, as time changes, as circumstances change, you, you yourself have a different perspective. COVID is certainly the, uh, you know, the, you know I, was, I was telling somebody there are people that were in an office setting all day, and because they were busy, they didn't eat. And all of a sudden, they think they have like an eating disorder. All they do is go from the computer to the fridge all day long, you know. Like they, it, it, they were in the city. There was no food over there, right? They thought that they had a gossiping problem because all of a sudden they're schmoozing all day. Now, it wasn't a gossiping problem. It was a procrastination problem. Uh, it, 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 a lot of understanding what to work on is understanding what really the aspects of your personality are. And if a person thinks that the wrong thing about about what the driving what the driving things about their personality that 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 you know manifest in certain behaviors, they can go their whole life and never work on them, and they don't understand. They just spin their wheels, and they never really uh, they never really. Change. So he says 
back back home. So he says, this is continuing on, but it's, it's unbelievable. He says, a person becomes a shalem when they work on themselves, not when they're just re- responsive to things that are external, where that becomes who they are. And he says, Harambam Haisif at the bottom of Kufi Tes, Ki Vani, Toivim Ladas, Heichan Where does he see this? Now we've discussed learning Torah Lishma in other ways. We're going to discuss it now in a specific way. We're holding it together. This is the idea. We're molding who you are, and we're going to talk about sphere in a few minutes. But he says, Vlod Od Elanikra Reya Ahov, a person who learns Torah Lishma, he is Ayavisamakom, Ayavisabriyais, Misameachasamakom, Mabashto, and he's going to, he's a Yashar and a Neman. He says, this let's just say, say that this is the Makar of the Rambam. Nimsim Lumadim ki Tirish Loilishma, he begeder meseg varesan la adam shiadai maneb bachot. That's the difference. Lishma means is that it builds you into a tzuras adam. You're learning the principles of reality and this becomes who you are and how you think. And yes, mashli it's all the other things, but in terms of the Torah principles, in terms of Ratz and Hashem, there are basics, halacha, that everybody has to learn. So, you know, after that a person can you know, learn other things, but the Torah principles of life become who you are. And he says that is Torah Lishma. The way that he's learning, which means that a person learns Torah Lailashma, it's, you know, I think we quoted the story last time, or maybe it was even in the Sefer, uh, he quoted in the Sefer, how a person could be in the Russian army for 25 years and then all of a sudden they became the same Zhlub farmer once they left. Something that is external to who you are, that doesn't resonate, it doesn't become part of your personality, it doesn't actually change you, and it's just like a harness that is holding a horse. And he says, It's still something that's external, the Torah Lashma, Nikris Kashat. And again, this connects, we're really talking about one idea. We started off talking about, uh, about learning psukim and that becoming kind of, you know, living in a Torah headspace. And we, trans- we, we transitioned into the idea of learning lahalacha and bring it down. And now we're talking about, you know, kind of having a halachic mind, but a Torah mind and li- living in a lamaisidic world of Torah principles and letting that build and become, letting that become, become who you are. Like I said, you know, you know and little by little, we were talking about, you know, like, oh, you're a lawyer. You know, somebody told me the other day, says, you know, oh, are you a lawyer? You're like, the, the way that you think about, you know, X, Gemara, the way that you talk about something, at a certain point, as a person cultivates certain elements of things, that becomes how they think, how they address things, how they perform, what they like, what they don't like. And you see all the time, you'll see a person who doesn't eat healthy or doesn't exercise, and all of a sudden they start exercising, and they come to a point where they become nauseous by, by, by oily food. Like, it, it turns them off. As a person changes and puts work into things and becomes invested, that does become who they are, and it actually affects them emotionally. She'en kan od monea, there's no other preventative, umenia, and nothing driving them in bachutz. A person becomes a Torah personality that, for our purposes right now, is learning lishma. Eletzuras adam atzmum, this is where a person comes. Vidava Havain, and we're just going to finish this little. We're not going to go after this star, and then we're going to talk for a few minutes just about Sphira, but we have time. Uh, but in the context of this piece, sorry, which is, I was trying to find it online. I'm not sure exactly. Apparently, some letter that was written maybe to a Talmud. I don't know if it was the same Talmud as Mardavuchim, not the same Talmud, but apparently in there he has some sort of a, uh, a comparison between between certain Kalim in the Mishkan and human personality. Tired? 
there's wine in the okay. Should I have some more? I don't know if you want. Okay, so the Gemara. <laughs> Any stimulus, any stimulus that'll work. We got it's late. We got the Vagam Pere is Lah Ramai Sodza. I should really erase that from the recording. Yeah. They don't know the crowd. They don't know the crowd. I know of whom I speak. Okay. So yeah, as says he says, Something that I'm setting out before you, and the opposite, he's like Yerav Ben Nevad, but he says, A person who develops the internal motivation, it doesn't mean that they're on the darga of Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu, but on the other hand, we say that, that a person who develops, that they have a total his batlas, that this becomes their Ratzon, they become like Moshe. And if they want Chisar, and they could become like your Rav Mendevat. It doesn't mean that what they accomplish will be on Moshe's level, but at least Kefi themself, that's what, that's what it is. And he says that Rambam medamisham is Aaronim Aluchos Leleva Adam im Tairasai. So he says that this the person the Kruvim will bring a person to higher levels, okay? Ruach Adam, So Amen. So a person has this Ratzon and that will purify himself. And a person brings himself to where there's not he doesn't need anything external. And at that point the person is Magil Shlemos, they become a place where they're gonna adapt to every they're gonna acquire every midah. And he says, Now we're gonna translate this Adam now let's adapt. Come with me. Hatayr magbiras haseichel, the Torah strengthens seichel. B'madregas Torah l'shma, ha'ifech haseichel, shuat haseichel Torah l'tzuras Adam. Now we can take the mind that has been molded to seichel Torah, and we can form a person, a personality out of it. Vatayva v'adam yoynais heim kechaymer l'tzurazu. And exactly what we said about like the yellow tablecloth before, the light shining off of the blue wall. The person now all of a sudden, his taivas and his demyoynais, I'm not fighting taivas to keep taira. My human drives become an expression of Ratzon Hashem. Right? We said that taira, this comes back also to like taira tavlin. Right? It doesn't mean that taira kills the Sahara. Spices are what actually make the thing taste better. All of a sudden, my my, 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 yes, I want to eat food. A person has certain other physical drives, whatever they are. Those become a vehicle for Ratzon Hashem. Now the Torah personality, it, he, he's able to be, to reflect back Ratzon Hashem. Right? He becomes that, he becomes the, the chaymer, right? The, the rock that you chisel out of, the hunk of thing that you make the clay out of. That's what builds the Torah personality. His person as how it is. It gives it its proper place. He exercises his taivas where they belong. Merchak asadimin amashari sasa taiva mishamish bo litzorach avoidas hashem. 
the imagination, the human faculties that are Mesharis the Seichel is a big Kayach to the extent that the Kuzri goes on about it. And he says that it's a mitzvah, a mitzvah to use the Dimyon, Lahamzi, Ahadr. You take things that are in your memory, take things that you relate to, and put them, use them as help. Construct vivid imagery like Maimed Har Sinai and the Avas. Live it. Picture the Tanom and Amoram, I guess, in front of you. Live what you're learning, right? Use the human faculties as a vehicle to be Mekayim. But Mahalach Zaniskani, it's a Haraide, it's a Tov. This is, it's not in the Torah Tavlin chapter anymore. This is Torah Tavlin. It's not a matter of just saying the Torah is going to beat out the Yetzirah. You transform yourself into a Torah personality until the, the, you, you don't have to be Goiver. You, you have human faculties because you are a human being. We're created as human beings. And that become, but, but that becomes the wall that's reflecting back the light. You become an expression of Ratzon Hashem. And this is how a person reaches his full stature. And then he goes on to talk about Tariq Mitzvahs, which we'll leave for next week, but I'm just going to talk for a few minutes about, uh, just related to some of the things that Sermon Vaisha Shapiro says, we're going to see, just to translate this into the Avaida of Sphiris Omer. So, Rav Shapiro brings a piece from Azayar Chadash. He says, it's really in the Bible Bahar. He says, We all know this, uh, this Chazal, by the way, this at least, because it's the last Mishnayis, and this will mean something after I read it. This is just my shorthand notes. The Hanchal Oyavayesh. So we know it's a it's a it's a pasuk that's brought like in the last Mishnah and Shas. So if you ever heard of Shas Mishnah, see him, then you then you hear this pasuk. It's Adik inherits three hundred ten worlds. Gematria Yesh. Okay. So he says, "Vayitzreisechem amali Amr B'Shimon Lahanchal Oyavayesh Ma Yesh the Raza the Yoyvel Yesh is the secret of Yoyvel." Vishmita, the Lomasar Yesh is by the way Gematria Yavel Shmita. Uh, not Gematria is Rosh Tevis Yavel Shmita. It's the secret of Yavel. You're gonna love this. The Lomasar Yason Kutchabrichal the Shar Amin El Lama Kadisha. This is there's a secret over here, and we have to figure out what this secret is. And he says that uh Yavel and Shmita is an opportunity to come back to yourself, right? Shemitah, similar to Shabbos, is you abstain from all malacha. Shemitah is when, a per, is when we abstain from all of the malachas that are productive in terms of nature, uh, nurturing the land and eating and necessities, and we'll see until we build up to Yoivel. Shemitah is that element that's in the world, seven, after seven times seven, okay, we'll see these types of ideas, but try to keep it very uh, down, to, down to home. And he says, in general, Right, we were just talking about relating to Rav Yisrael Salanter to Rav Volbi, talking about a person who's driven by external things. So Rav Moshe Shapiro says, I'm reading in the English translation. He says, in general, we're surrounded by possessions, and we identify ourselves through our possessions. Right? If you want to know, if you take the same kid and you put him in two different classes, he'll become a, two, a totally different kid, different neighborhoods. You know, you have all these like studies by twins and stuff, nature versus nurture. But to a large degree, we are very responsive. A, a person will take on a totally different qualities if somehow they end up in a leadership role, if they're the oldest in the class or the youngest in the class. Sibling order. There are studies about this. Now you'll say that Ashgach practice had people, but a person who is the oldest in his family will, by definition, be given much more responsibility. If there's two brothers, the older brother will grow up as a babysitter and when, when he's 
12 or 13, and the younger brother will be babysat when he's 12 or 13. Right? <laughs> they, they, they will end up with totally different things. But anyway, so he says in terms of a person's possessions, and he says, usually we relate to who we are through externalities. But that is be'etzem not correct, and a person has to be able to detach themselves, which will happen, by the way, after Misa, and to the extent that a person can detach themselves from externalities, then a person will be able to start honing in on, on who they really are. And he says, so, you know, wh- where are we? How do we define our goals? You listening, Yeah. He says, Yud is the future says, if you have ochel, food, yochal, he will eat, right? Yud is always, omed is standing, ya'amod will establish, will stand up, will whatever. Yud is, shin is something that actualizes, right? Chirus is the idea of freedom. Shichrus is the actualization of freedom. When you add a shin to something, so that it makes it a, an eved is to serve. Shibud is a enslaver, enslavement, or mm-hmm. it's a slavery. So he says, yesh, when a person lives in the world of yesh, when they connect, we spoke about this by Purim and by Pesach, right? We spoke about the idea of racious and the idea of amalek. Sof ma'asev ma'ashev etchila, when a person is able to define themselves by their goals, I had a boss once that told me, I forget if she said 10 minutes, 10 10 days, 10 weeks, or 10 days, 10 months, 10, 10, 10 weeks, 10 months. But in other words, my boss always said, you know, a person should know career-wise. Think about where you want to be 10 years from now. Think about if the, you know, where, where you're going to be 10 months from now. And then you have to know what's on your desk. And at some point, what's on your desk now has to be dealt with. But you should establish kind of like your 10-month plan to be in line with your 10-year plan. And every once in a while, you're going to have to evaluate. But in other words, if a person wants to know where they are now, they have to kind of know where they're where they're going, and they can adapt. And they can have you know, see pisa liyoshua. Tzayif is a watchtower, right? A person that they look at the hanhaga of the world. You know, they, they, the, a person has to understand where they're going. A person has to look in the future, and they they, they, have, they can define themselves and who they are, and what their goals are, and what their personalities, what they're trying to accomplish by the end, right? Rav Noach Weinberg always, uh, or I've heard him quoted as saying, if a per, uh, every person you'll ask them, you know, what would they be willing to die for, and they'll tell you ten things, right? I'll die for the Torah and I'll die for my family and I'll die for my principles and I'll die for my goals. So he says, do you know what you're living for? If you know what you're willing to give your life up for, why won't you give up your life for while you're actually living it? Right? A person looks to the end, the end game, the person know where they are now. And he says, this is the mystery, this is the Raz of Yesh. Right? We all live in a world, we, we all live in a world where, where our, we have all these outside external factors. We have our job and our wife and our kids and this stress and that anxiety. But if a person wants to know who they are, they have to take all of that out of the picture. They have to peel it out and they have to define, uh, they have to define who they are. And he says there's different things that are Yovel. Yom Kippur is Yovel. We take all of our sins. We've mentioned before, Vidoy is a verb. It's not who I am. It's what I did. Ashamnu, Baganu. These are things that I did that I have to get rid of, but I don't define myself by my baggage. He says that there's certain, there's certain times where a person is able to come to their identity. He says, Yovel, Yom Kippur, and Shvuas also. The Luchos were not written on. They were engraved on. You know what an engraving is? An engraving is where it's part and parcel of the item itself, mm-hmm. right? And that's why a person, like we were discussing before, in line with everything we're discussing, a person is able to be Mechadesh, right? Because the Torah becomes who he is. What he says actually becomes Torah. And anybody who doesn't have this is basically living in an imaginary existence. It would be like, it would be like you know, blowing up a balloon and not tying it and taking a picture of it. Is the balloon blown up for all intents and purposes? 
purposes, no, it's just situationally happens to be big. But as in reality, you're not going to say that it's a certain size because it's temporary. It's just based on circumstances and external factors. It's just in the middle of being responsive. But that it's not be'etzem a certain way. And to the extent that a person doesn't know who they are, right? Like we said, the, the Torah is the laws of nature versus the laws of... Uh, the, the laws of a country, and he brings a Ramban, a Neuerdeg Ramban, so he says, I meant to get it, but I'll just read it from the English because I, I don't have it, he says that the number of the days of the Oimer until, the, until Shavuos is the same as the Shemitah and the Yoivel, and their meaning is one, and therefore he says count 50 days, meaning 7 weeks, 49 days, or he makes this comparison, and he says Oimer, by the way, is Gematria Yesh, right, and, and he's, 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 yeah. so he says, and he says that, that they used to count Shemitah and Yovel like that also. This is the X day of the Shemitah. This is how many days to the Yovel. Bezdin would, would count the Shemitah and Yovel. And, and Oimer is more of a personal counting. But he says, Reish and Ayin is 270 and 40 is 310. But he says that the Oimer is, is more of a personal thing. And it could be that the Shemitah and Yovel wouldn't apply if they didn't count it. The counting, the human investment, the attachment to it, that is actually what, what Mamish creates realities. The same piece, by the way, by Rabbi Nachman says that a person has, there's a certain meat of Cole, he's going to a certain thing, but he says that there's a certain midah where a person is able, the, his lashin, again, he's talking about something else, but, it, but just to use his lashin, he says that, uh, he says the, the, uh, the, uh, right? When you combine and you unify these Olamas, these that's that's a certain Midah, and that, that's what we're using it for is this Midah of Yesh. And he says, unbelievable, the story, the story with Haman, that Haman went to Mordechai, I'm talking about three more minutes, and he says that Haman went to Mordechai uh, after he was, uh, you know, was going to hang Mordechai, and he was told to go find him and put him on the horse, and uh, Mordechai said everybody should go, and they didn't want to go, and Mordechai was busy davening, so he asked the kids, what are you learning? And he said, the Oimer. And he said, the Oimer came, and it counteracted the Reboy. Esav was Yeshli Rav, Yaakov was Yeshli Kol. Because we're saying that a focus on Reboy, a focus on, on items and things, on externalities, on non-necessities, totally obscures who you actually are. And he says, what's the Oimer? The Mun was an Oimer. Right? The Mun, it couldn't be too much, and it couldn't be too little. The Mun was necessity. The Mun was exactly what you needed to live. And he said, Haman thought that the Omer would be like a tremendous amount that outweighed all the shkolim that he gave Tachashverish. And he said, no, the Omer, the barley, the minimum amount that you need, or the d- definition of who you are, when you can focus on your actual self, that totally was able to go against Haman. And he says, unbelievably says, that's why the Omer we start on the second day of Pesach. Because on Pesach, is the day of open miracles. Pesach is the day where something's external, we didn't deserve it, we didn't have the mitzvahs, we had Mila and Pesach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to give us mitzvahs that we deserve to go out, fine. What happened on the second day of Pesach? That's where you start the Oimer. That's, that was what related to Purim. That's where you start living with Hashem, not in something that's external to you. That's where you start living with God in your actual everyday goals and your ambitions. That's the Ruz that Hashem Bar Yochai and the Zayar is talking about, and that's what you connect to the to 
Shavuos. That's when you go little by little until you go one step at a time until you reach Al Tikri Cheres El until the Torah is engraved on you. And that's Be'etzem, the Avodah, the way that he defines Sphira is that a person is self definition. And he goes off and he brings a whole thing. He basically says that the kernel of your entire year is, is in Sphira, even almost more than Rosh Hashanah, whatever it is. Okay, however he says it. But he says that Sphira is the time to have total self awareness and self definition and the way that you act and the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu responds to you and that's the way that you can totally overcome everything where, 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 where you become a Ben Oilam Haba in an actual practical real way in terms of defining your priorities and defining your life and it's just uh, mm. that, 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 that's, that's that wow. okay, yeah, now, uh,